right, it's Rodney Perry Live, and it is my prerogative. That's right, I do what I want to do. <laughs> I made this money, you didn't. Hey, y'all, this is your boy Rodney Perry. It's Rodney Perry Live, blog talk radio, and I am so excited. First of all, uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff for myself for the last uh, few days, and, and I think that we as, as human beings got to sometimes take some time out for ourselves. I mean, uh, you know, when you become an adult, you stop, you know, really doing stuff for yourself. I mean, you you do stuff for your family, your spouses, your children. But I think we got to start taking some time out and doing some stuff for ourselves. So what I did for myself is um, I went out and bought a set of pens. Yeah. I know what you're saying to yourself. Rodney Perry, pens? Yeah. I bought me two really nice pens. And these pens' sole purpose are to sign big deals. You understand me? I bought me some pens to sign deals, do something for yourself, something that, that facilitates your success. Do something for yourself that, that, that says, hey, man, this dude or this young lady is really about to do their damn thing. So that's what I did. I don't know what you did or what you're going to do, but, um, you know, feel free to call and let me know or uh, just, just reach out to me. You can email me. My email is rodney at rodneyperry.com. Uh, you can hit me there, or you can hit me here at Blog Talk, or you can uh, favorite the show, and you can uh, hit me through the uh, the site itself. You can hit my Twitter. You can hit my Facebook. You can hit my MySpace. Any one of those ways, you can contact me. I'm so accessible, and I want to keep that like that because, you know, I'm about to go into another phase of my life, and I think it's very important that we as artists stay connected to our audience. I think that's what happens to a lot of big stars is they they end up on an island creating their little creations and they aren't connected to human beings anymore. So what's the show about today, man? I got I got a couple of things that I'm going to do. I have, um, first of all, everybody that I've ever interviewed is my friend. Um, some of them happen to be quote-unquote celebrities. Now, this friend that I have on here today is um, probably one of my smartest friends that I know. And I mean absolutely smartest, top to bottom, uh, uh, as far as a well-read individual, as far as a guy that, that I respect as a man, as a father, uh, as a uh, – this dude do so much on so many different levels. So uh, he is uh, an awesome – human being. His name is Renard Zoe Williams. He is an author. He is a poet. He is a uh, a talk show host. Uh, and he is what I like to refer to as a genius on so many levels. So that's our, our guest for the day that's going to kick our show off in the first half hour. And I got something special coming up a little later on that I'm going to open the lines up. It's a special show today. I'm doing 90 minutes. I usually do a 60-minute show. I'm doing 90 minutes today because I want to do a show that's going to empower people and help people. We're talking about relationships today. And uh, I got I got this lady that calls here, and, and she is my friend. 
And in addition to being my friend, she also happens to be my mom. Mom, you're on the line. How are you? Hey, baby. How you doing? I'm all right. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm fixing to fry some chicken. You get to fry some chicken? <laughs> yeah. Good Lord, I wish I was down there with you, man. My mommy's in Louisiana. What, what's going on today, Mom? You got any 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 words of wisdom out there for my audience? I just think we need to make, keep these connections going with love, you know, reaching out to each other, listening to each other, talking to each other, because you know everybody is hurting inside, and the hurt is solved when we open up. Wow. All right, well, well, enough said. Thank you, Mom. You stay on the line and keep listening. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, this is Rodney Perry Live. We're doing it so cold and correct. Now, I'm sure this is my guy for the day. Uh, you are on the line, 323-742. Is this the rebirth of seeds? It's Zoe Williams, baby. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Renard Zoe Williams, one of the coldest dudes. Now, um, let me give you the proper introduction. Of course, um, you can hear him weekly as he hosts his show on Sirius Satellite 106, XM 149, The Foxhole. The name of the show is The Voice of Reason, and he is truly that. He is the voice of reason on so many levels. Like I said before, he's a poet, he's an author, self-published, uh, a man's man, and a genius. Ladies and gentlemen, on Rodney Perry Live, show some love for my friend, Mr. Renard Zoe Williams. What's up, Zoe? Man, I appreciate it. I, I guess I am a genius in and unto, in and unto myself. <laughs> Just to me. I know yeah. me better than anybody else. <laughs> You're nice with knowing yourself. Yes. <laughs> now, 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 that's that's a very interesting uh, concept, knowing yourself, because I think that before you can be adequate in any relationship, I think you really need to know yourself physically, mentally, spiritually. What, what do you think about that, though? Man, we just did a, a, a show. My last show on, on the Foxhole was called Selfology 101. Is your own self-ignorance limiting the potential, the full potential of your relationship? And we covered all of the, you know, basic rules about self-knowledge, you know, uh, what type of communicator are you? First, let's deal with your communication skills. Do you, are you uh, an avoider? Do you avoid communication? Or are you competitive in your communication? Or do you collaborate? Or, you know, um, what's your anger style? You know, are you the kind that keeps it quiet until you can't take it no more and then you blow up? Uh. These are all little areas of self-knowledge that if you are unaware of, ultimately contributes to the negative experience in the relationship. You know, okay, now, now, now Zoe, I, I know you as, you know, just Zoe, the cool dude, you know, the basketball player, you know, he's nice on the court, you know. I know you're an athlete, but you're a relationship expert. Just give me a little bit of your story. Like, how did you get in that lane? Well, this is something that I have been doing for a long time. I just think certain people have gifts, and I didn't go to school for it or nothing like that. I just always found myself in a position of mediation. So You didn't you know, go to formal school for it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> this, is why, but this is why I like to tell people that I don't like using the word relationship expert, mainly okay. not, not just on a professional level, but just on a philosophical level as well. 
I believe that everyone is an expert in their own situation because no one on the outside could really articulate what's happening to you within your relationship environment. It's truly a subjective reality, in my opinion. So, you know, the people that claim to be experts, I mean, the typical thing that happens with them is uh, they, they give you a bunch of rules or they give you a bunch of exercises to do, and then their relationships are out of whack. So right. <laughs> telling you what to do. So I come from the perspective of being uh, a part of the community and the community of relationship, that is, uh, where we all experience certain things, but I've been able to chronicle some of those things and put it in book form. Right. So, and in doing so, I've created somewhat of a loose template that people can follow to make their relationships a little bit better. You know what I mean? Wow, very interesting. Now, let, let's talk about let's talk about your book. I know you're currently working on your second book. Um, tell me about uh, the Rebirth of Seeds. The Rebirth of Seeds is a very very personal book. A lot of people who have read it feel like they know me as a person because uh, initially the book was, I was asked to write a book by a close friend of mine. His name is Cool Modi, old school legend, hip-hop rapper. He and you, I wait had, a minute. You, you're not going to just drop Cool Modi name like we don't know who that is. How you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> no, but on, on a real note, Modi asked me to write the book. You know, because we have been doing relationship roundtables all over the country, from New York to Los Angeles. We, we've been everywhere, everywhere in between, and we've been holding these kind of like town hall meetings, and we've been dealing with sisters and brothers and dealing with their relationship issues. Modi said, brother, I like your perspective. I like your POV. I like the way you hit people from different angles with your relationship information. He said, you should write a book. So uh, I wrote the book. Unfortunately, it wasn't the relationship book he wanted. <laughs> you know how sometimes that creative flow hits you and it turns into something else, and it was, it was somewhat cathartic for me. It was like releasing some things that maybe I hadn't dealt with in my personal life. So it's yeah. a very personal book. That's why it's called The Rebirth of Seeds. There's a, the cover of it. It has a picture of me as, you know, a three-year-old child. And it's basically a euphemism saying, you know, imagine uh, if I knew what I know now as a three-year-old child, the rebirth of seed. One of the pieces inside the rebirth of seed is uh, Big Mama Speaks. Wow. What's that about? Well, my great-grandmother passed in 1998. And the reason why it's called Big Mama Speaks Without Words. And the reason why I wrote that piece is because three weeks before she died, at the time I owned a bookstore in Altadena, California. And three weeks before she died, um, I'm telling you, man, God or, or whatever we want to call it, I just had this feeling, I heard this voice that said, call Big Mama. But it was her voice, call your Big Mama. So I called her, she answered the phone, and... I just said, hey, how you doing? She said, I'm fine. And she was old, strong, you know, back in the day. She was born in 1912. Wow. So she's a strong woman, and she was saying, I'm fine. And then basically it, it turned into, well, could you come down here and put a blanket on your granny? Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I knew something wasn't right because she was the type of person that would 
put a refrigerator on her shoulder and <laughs> carry it outside. Right. So when she asked me to come and cover her with a blanket, I knew she wasn't right. She so needed something home. else. Yeah. Right. So I went to go check on her, and it took her an hour and a half to get to the door. And like I said, she was a firecracker, so she's yelling at me through the door, open the door, Renard, get in here. I said, well, Granny, the door is locked. She said, well, if the door is locked, you must have locked it. <laughs> so finally, she, finally she gets to the door, and that's when the gravity of the situation hit me. I mean, she, you know, she was covered in feces. She couldn't walk, and and I was just overwhelmed. I just I just picked her up. She was frail, so I just picked her up and put her in her bed, and 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 called a friend of mine who was a nurse, and she came over. And for the next three weeks, this nurse lady moved into my grandmother's house, bathed her every day, fed her, gave her her medicine, and you know she passed. And and what was so beautiful about it was. My great-grandmother told every foul story she had about me because <laughs> I, <was a, laughs> I was a bad kid. So she told every story to this uh, beautiful lady who came and, and nursed my grandmother for the last three weeks of her life. Wow. And 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 you probably, by answering that call and, and, and understanding her speaking through not speaking, probably made her last few weeks really more palatable for her, I would imagine. Man, uh, when I walked in and she was clean and had on her fresh robe and uh, the sister was feeding her and, you know, she said, wait a minute, who would have thought that the devil would become Big Mama's angel? Because <laughs> I was a bad kid. <laughs> so she was very pleased with me in the end. I just now, now, what what's a bad kid? I mean, I hear you say that. What what was what was Renardo Williams like as a kid? Oh God, you don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> I, I tell you why I ask because I'm dealing with a 16 year old now, and you know my son is at that age and at that crossroads. And one of the pieces of advice that my mom always gave me, she said, "You know what? Every kid takes a flight." You know, and yeah. and you know, you just have to be there when they get back. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, so <laughs> you you obviously took a flight. You know, what, what was that like? Uh, I took a flight to Africa. I was gone for a while. <laughs> you know, uh, it was it was terrible, especially with her, uh, with my great grandmother. It was terrible. She used to call my mother all the time and would say, "I don't know where the boy's gonna end up." I mean, I can remember going to visit her all the time and, you know, as a young child, you know, 12, 13, and terrorizing her neighbors, you know. Uh, I mean, I've done all kind of stuff. I threw rocks at her before. No, you did uh, Yeah, I did, yeah. And, and, and my great uncle came outside, her son, with a belt, and I was 13, and I just climbed on the roof and started beaming them all with rocks. Said, you know, I was terrible. You're not telling me the guy that I've grown to know and love was a rock thrower at his great grandmother. Yeah, I was. I was. Wow. And you know, again, I came from a home where you know my mother raised six children by herself. Uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of interaction with my father. I think the last I'm 38 now. The last mm -hmm. time I saw dude was 1978. Wow. So, I, in other words, I was seven. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? I came from a situation is, is where Is he mom, still alive? 
Uh, I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know. But, you know, I, I came from a situation where, you know, my mother, you know, was my mom, but she was also my father, and she had to recruit my oldest brother to fill into that role. And that was the only way I was called off the roof because the only person when I, that I was afraid of back then was my big brother. So one of my cousins had the wherewithal to say, okay, let's end this thing by calling the one dude little Renard is afraid of, and that was my big brother, and he came, and the rock stopped flying. Wow. <laughs> well, well, thank God for him. Uh, yeah. I once told my mom that on one Mother's Day, and my mom is actually listening right now. I would tell her, I called her, said, you know, mom, and I was, I'm sorry, it was a Father's Day, and I called her on a Father's Day. I said, well, you know, mama, you know, I want to say happy Father's Day to you too, you know, because you know we we products of single parents. She said, I'm not your father. <laughs> It's my terrible. mom's so gangster sometimes. She's like, I ain't your damn daddy, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, I did my best, but you know. So I think I think that that though, and and I had this conversation with with my mom earlier today, and we were talking about how sometimes the unions that we we get involved in spawn some great things, even though it's not the most ideal union. Oh, I mean, definitely. What do you think of in terms of relationship? Are, are there some relationships that are meant to be just for that particular point in time, maybe to yield a child, maybe to yield uh, uh, some knowledge from that, that particular learning uh, uh, instance? You know what I mean? Is, is right. that the case you find? Well, no question. Uh, not every relationship is a cornerstone. Some of them are just, stepping stones to get you to the next developmental phase of your life. Mm. So, uh, and, and and here's the problem. When we don't grow up in a quote-unquote ideal situation, there is the desire to think that a relationship will correct what we didn't have in the past. No, a relationship is a classroom where one learns how to understand oneself better. The curriculum in relationship is you. You are the textbook. And a lot of times when you get in a relationship, there are aspects about your personality, about your character, about your idiosyncrasies that will come to the surface, whereas you by yourself wasn't able to see those things. In the body of relationship, that reflective environment offers you hints about what you need to work on. <laughs> wow. Wow, that, that that's a very interesting concept. Now, now, so obviously you got to be a guy that's been a product of many perfect relationships to to have amassed so much knowledge. Is that right? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> People always ask. Hey, wait a minute, did you see how I threw you that alley oop though? I saw that. <laughs> I had to dunk it. <laughs> Hell no. Um, my new book is called Your Life as a Mirror: Relationship Essays. Written by a regular dude. Wow, <laughs> love it. <laughs> and the point is that, no, again, negativity in relationship is something that is always shunned, something that is a lot of people in general run from. But you have to remember that challenge will actually help develop you as a person. Everything in relationship can't feel great. Every relationship can't be a great experience. All we have to do is understand what the word experience in and of itself means. 
The word experience means to go through and come out on the other end. A lot of people get stuck in an experience and carry it to other relationships and contaminate those new relationships because they didn't get the relationship or they didn't go through the experience of the negative feeling. Just okay, okay, wait, 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 you got to stop there. You, 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 you got me confused now. So break that down one more time. You go through experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because a relationship doesn't feel good does not necessarily mean it's not good for you. Wow. Sometimes the negativity of the relationship is a challenge that one has to overcome in order to fully develop as a person. But oftentimes we've been fed this media-laced, romanticized ideal that all relationships are supposed to be fairy tale like They're not. Some relationships are difficult. Some relationships are painful. But in the failure of that painful relationship, failure is one of the best teachers we have. There is a gift. There's a gift of development. There's a gift of personal growth. There's a gift of self-worth if you're, if you're strong enough and diligent enough to go through the experience as opposed to getting stuck in it and thus carrying it with you as baggage. Wow. So, so to, to, to paraphrase, to, to kind of eliminate your baggage, you have to be willing to embrace the pain that you experience. All the negative moments, you have to be willing to sit that negativity in the relationship down and offer it some tea. Show that negativity <laughs> some hospitality. Hospitality. <laughs> yes. I because love it. Hey, I, got, I got a call on it. It looks like somebody want to talk to you. It's a block number. Uh, you're on the line. You're calling from block number. I can't see you. Uh, you're up. What's going on, family? True View Radio. Holla. <laughs> What's up, sir? You're on the line with Renardo Williams. You got anything for him? Mr. Williams, you are right on point. Congratulations on your book, first and foremost. And I, I must say briefly, I agree with you 100% because I talk about that all the time. Basically, what I refer to is cleaning out your emotional closet mm -hmm. before you go into that relationship. And so often, we don't eliminate the the dramas that we've had, whether it be from childhood drama or issues that we've incurred from other people. And you, since you don't take that time to clean it out, you carry it right on over to another relationship, and it goes on and on and on. So I, I agree with him 100%. Appreciate wow. you, brother. <laughs> Hey, 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 but thanks, thanks for calling in. This True View is one of the cold shows here on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I've been trying to uh, to uh, kind of bring uh, Zoe over here so he can experience this, and this medium is so incredible and so interactive. Shouts out to everybody in the chat room, uh, a first time listening to the show, the Ron Show. Thank you for tuning in. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, Dana Rashad, Dana Rashad, thank you so much. Uh, Angel Eyes, of course, for always tuning in. And Miss Sheila Chadwick, you know I'm crazy about you. And uh, the uh, Ghetto Cooking Show is always off the chain. So uh, we, we got we got a whole group of people that's tuned in right now and listening. Uh, any questions for Zoe? Yes. Um, one quick question, and I get off the air. Um, how long did it take you uh, to, to ink that book about your grandmother's experience? Because that seemed like your grandmother was an incredible lady in uh, – Helping to rear you up there. Oh man, she she was she was incredible, and trust me, it didn't take long 
because I don't see myself as a writer. I think events and situations have to come together in my mind, and once that happens, it all just comes out. So it took me about six months to put the book together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's taken me much longer to put my relationship book together because I want to offer practical tools that people can actually use in order to make their relationship better so it just isn't a philosophical kind of book, but it's more a practical book as well. Amen. Well, thank you so much, and like I said, much love and congratulations on the book. Uh, Rodney, just keep me on hold so that we actually hey, listen in. Done deal. Consider it done. Hey, thanks Power for the family. call. Hey, hey Zo, speak to, speak to uh, self-publishing, because I, I know with the Rebirth of Seed, you, you published this book, you know, yourself. So, I mean, what, what is that like, and was it a, uh, was it a huge undertaking for you? It was a huge undertaking. As a matter of fact, I owe my homeboy, David Bates, $1,500 for kicking up the money to get it published or to get it manufactured. Okay. You know, and, and you know, I had great friends around me. Uh, I just wrote. I just wrote. And in writing, I'm not an editor or I'm not the guy that, uh, you know, formatted the book. I can remember sending it to my ex-girlfriend who at the time, was uh, editing a magazine. So I sent it to her, and she sent me an email back in 20 minutes. She read the whole book because it's only 90 pages. So she read the whole book, and she was like, wow, this looks like crap. I agree with what you're saying, but you can't go out like that. And then an hour later, she sent it back to me, edited and formatted in book form. Get out of here. Well, then she got passionate about it and was like, nah, who's doing your cover? Let me make sure everything is right. And she formatted the cover. She formatted the font. She did it all and made it look so beautiful. And then I was able to send it to the uh, manufacturers to have it printed up. And a friend of mine who who published, uh, you know, who has connections with book manufacturers got me the cheapest deal, $1,300, got me a 1,000 copies. And then I just, you know, now that's when the hard work begins because now you got to get the word out. Yeah. So people can know. You don't, you don't want a thousand books sitting in your living room either. No, no, just so you can read each one of the same <laughs> copy. <laughs> but no, uh, and then, you know, friends started to come around. You know, I had a friend over at the Source magazine. He wrote an article about it. He sent, me, he sent it to another friend who was a writer at another magazine. He wrote an article. Then another friend wrote an article. And, you know, the word started getting out. And then, of course, Greg Shelton and Marcus King over at Fox King Management, they put me on Black Men Revealed, and that's mm-hmm. when the interest for the book really took off because people were like, oh, wow, this guy wrote a book. And it's a very, like I said, it's an interesting book. It's 15 poems. Nine of those poems have commentary and prose, and then it's back with a 100-word glossary. Got it. And, you know, all of these uh, poems and prose in the book just give a deeper perspective of who Bernard Zoe Williams is. Now, you're, you're currently writing your next book. Um, what's your process? Wow, man. Uh, you, you know this. Uh, I have the radio show with Jamie Foxx in the Foxhole, and we cover everything that's relationship-oriented, you know. Uh, There's nothing about the relationship environment that we don't talk about on The Voice of Reason, Thursday night, uh, Sirius 106 XM 149, Foxhole Radio. So you know at the end of that show, 
there is a final thought. Uh-huh. Well, those final thoughts have evolved over a year and a half. We have over 70 final thoughts. Now they've evolved. I've added on to each and every one of them, and they cover every aspect of relationship. And now they're, they're essays. So thus, along with my personal story, I'm going to have these essays in my new book, uh, Your Life as a Mirror, Relationship Essays from a Regular Dude. <laughs> So I, I love has, I love the title too. <laughs> right. That has been my process in building this one. Every week I have to write a final thought. So the book continues to grow and each final thought that will be placed in this book will also have uh, a personal relationship that I've gone through. Wow. And and, and uh, what people don't understand is this radio show is a reflection of how I see myself how I live my life and how I live my re- my relationship. So a lot of the jewels that came out, remember I was talking about going through experience, a lot of what I put into the radio show is from my personal life and what I've learned through my own relationship failures, which uh-huh. actually turned out not to be failures because I was looking for the jewel by going through the negative moments. Now, now tell me this. We, we talk about relationship failure. Why does it seem like we tend to fail more in our relationships that are personal like like i i failed more in relationships with women than i have with my friends and those are relationships too how are those relationships able to stand the test of time and the relationship, relationships that I'm in with women, with, with my wife or girlfriends in the past, why do they seem so tumultuous? And my relationships with, my, like, my homeboys are so effortless. Like, I'm sure you got friends that you've been friends with for 20 or 30 years that y'all ain't never even argue. Yeah, exactly. What's well, the difference? The difference is we, when we're dating the opposite sex or when we're dating somebody for a personal relationship, a lot of times we get hung up on our ideal. It's more like we're dating an idea than we're actually dating a person because we'll have an idea of how we want our relationships to be. We'll have an idea of what we think we should get from a relationship, and we put far too much emphasis, energy, and effort on achieving or getting the idea than we do on actually getting to know a real person. So in a lot of ways, we don't even really connect to the person. We connect to our belief. I believe relationships should be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Or I believe my uh, great relationship is A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So a lot of times we're more in pursuit of the idea of what we think the relationship should be than we are in pursuit of an understanding of the person we're currently dealing with and so, as that relates to uh, who we are. <laughs> so you, you essentially, in, in, your, in your friendships, you don't go into that with an ideal. You usually just uh, go into that and you link to people, whoever you like, for whatever reason, and you just exactly. lock into that. So the ideal, I would imagine, would be to pick your mate that way. Exactly, exactly. Wow. And a lot of times we want our relationship to evolve from friendship. But no, personal agenda, when it comes to personal feelings, sometimes personal agendas take precedence. <laughs> I got to tell you. Hey, 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 Joe, stay right here with me. I got 
one of the coldest ladies in the game. She does my entertainment, and she's really opened my eyes this week to so, so many entrepreneurial endeavors. Ladies and gentlemen, on the line with with all the news to keep you in the know, show some love for Miss Toya Norwood. Toya, you're on the line. And thank you, Rodney. How are you doing? I am very good. How are you today? I'm doing excellent. Now, now there, there's been a lot going on in the news. Get, get, bring us up to speed. All right, well, let me tell you a little bit. I hate to say it's not so, but, you know, a lot of these celebrities are getting in so much trouble with these taxes, and it looks like Chris Tucker is one of them. He's in trouble. Go ahead. ahead. (laughs) That's right. He's pissed off, man. (laughs) $3 million, $594,000. He didn't pay his taxes in 2001 and 2002. So uh, they are looking for him. How much do he owe? $3 million, $594,000, and $409. (laughs) To be exact. Well, he got it. <laughs> he, he got a car that cost that much probably, you know. I know, right? But does he want to pay it? I'm not sure. <laughs> probably not. Probably not, but, you know, yeah. I'm sure he'll wake up and realize he does not want to go to jail. How about that? <laughs> I know that. He he don't want to be in jail. What else you got? Um. All right. Well, you know, Kellis and uh, Nas, finally the judge ruled he will be paying $40,000 a month for child support. Get out of here! Yes, yes. That's a lot of money, isn't it? For one child? Forty grand? Is Nas rolling like that? Uh, I don't know, but um, he needs to be because not only that, word out in the streets is, is that he has his ex-girlfriend, Latina. She just got pregnant. So uh, he better be rolling his dough pretty soon. Mm. Now, were they married? No, Nas and Kellis, uh, uh, well, yeah, they were married, but not, yeah. the, la, la, not the Latina, not his ex-girlfriend, no. Oh, wow. Mm-mm. Yeah, and actually, um, he should have listened to Kellis because she only wanted five Gs a month, and now since he was being so nasty and didn't want to pay her no money, now he has to pay that 40 Gs. So, so can they do that? Can they punish you that way? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. what you think about that? They can definitely do it. I mean, at the end of the day, they step in as a third party to make sure to enforce that you pay it, and they get a piece of that too. So, of course. <laughs> right. What is that, like 10% manager fees? <laughs> right. <laughs> they're going to get their piece, so they're going to get that money. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, um, so yeah, that's it. And also, um, looks like it's a wrap. Reggie Bush, if uh, any fans for Kim Kardashian, you know what I'm saying? It's a wrap. They're over. So she's single and free. All Get right. out of here. Well, that's about time. I saw the writing on the wall on that one, though. You right. know what I'm saying? I mean, when he, he first got with her, Ray J had just got through tearing up to pieces. <laughs> right. And, and making a movie about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm watching it right now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) But they were such a cute couple, though, you know. Yeah, they they were beautiful. They take pictures together and all that good stuff. But, you know, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's so hard for those relationships to work. So what what does it take for a celebrity relationship to exist? 
Well, not just you know, I'm not mom. sure because I'm not in the celebrity mom, but I'm just thinking maybe communication. You have to spend time with each other uh, because they had actually broke up because Kim wants to be in the spotlight and Reggie doesn't. He doesn't uh, want the cameras on him. But, you know, Kim's going to always have that spotlight on her. All right, now, Toya, last thing now. You, you opened my eyes to a lot of entrepreneurial endeavors. What's your, what's your hot pick for this week? Hot pick, hot buy for this week. Well, it looks like what I'm trying to do is uh, sell this HP laptop, which is four, six gigs, which, you know, laptops nowadays is like, what, two, four gigs right about right, now? Right, absolutely. So this is like six gigs, and it's hot pretty fast. So uh, that's pretty much the hot buy, what I'm trying to uh, get rid of right now. And you can check out my hot buys on rankmeansprofits.com. Hey, 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 thank you so much for the call. Thank you, Toya. Thank you. I love I, I will be in touch. That is Toya Norwood. You can check her out, and she's uh, doing uh, so many things. And uh, Zoe, I want you to stay with me. I'm bringing in another one of my my friends onto the call, and her name is Janisha. She is uh, I don't want to call her a psychic, uh. but she is what uh what I like to call a seer, I, and that's I think that's the word she used. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, coming to the show right now, Janisha. Janisha, you up? Yes, I'm here, and I've been listening to everybody. It's great fun. Yes, thank and you so I, much. One of the things I love crazy. about Janisha is she always talks through a smile. You can feel Aww. it. <laughs> I'm smiling. Um, wow. So, so, so uh, Janisha, um, mm-hmm. a, a couple of things before before we get into the Wait, and, and spirit has to spirit is to saying for anybody that's dealing with relationship stuff. Relationships are God made, not man made. Mm. And uh, the, the gentleman you have on is absolutely right about a lot of things. I, I feel like we women, ugh, we tr- we do try to fit into these ideals, and, and it, it really is God-made, not man-made, but I'm sure we'll get into that eventually. Okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you drop some stuff. You come in swinging, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it now. just goes through. It's just... Uh, and and I'm an into it, um, and everybody is. Every, everybody is. You know, the, the psychic and fortune teller, those are the ones on the street that want to make an extra buck. And you know what? Some of them are very good, but the problem with that is that those people pick up energy that's not enlightened. Sometimes they can, but because they're doing it for the wrong reasons. And, and not everybody. You know, there are some intuitives and some so-called psychics that are doing things for the right reasons, and they're just a channel and a voice. But the ones that are, are really out for a quick buck, they're not clear. And you can never give a clear God-inspired or angelic reading to anybody if you are not clear. And for mm-hmm. those of you who, who uh, I get phone calls sometimes uh, from people that uh, they, they want a reading when they're in the worst, when they're going through a lot of pain and they're angry, and it's like, no, 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 you, you need to pray or meditate first, get clear before you speak to anybody outside of your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times in that moment, the voice within you will tell you who you need to speak to. And you'll either hear, okay, call your mom, or you know what, you need to sit and pray, or go for a walk and, and talk to the bum on the street. You've you got to follow that 
that intuition that we all kind of push aside, and, and particularly with the ladies. We, a lot of my girlfriends are going through a lot because it's almost like the earth is having its period, so to speak, mm-hmm. and it does affect us emotionally. Wow. It, we, we are very – anyway, I'm – Hey, hey, this is an exciting show today. This is Rodney Perry Live. Um, please, if you're listening, you're in the archives, favorite this show. This is going to be one of the most requested shows around. Uh, if you want to talk to Janisha, you can call the number 718-305-6383. Anybody in the chat room, uh, please feel free to call. If you want to talk with Janisha, you got a question, I'm sure she can answer. Now, Janisha, um, tell me your story. Like, When did you know you were gifted this way? Wow. Um, I was about seven years old, and uh, I started um, – a couple of instances happened to me. The one when I was seven and I heard a very clear voice, like, speaking in my ear, mm-hmm. and uh, it scared me. And it just said something like, you know, beware of, of this hill. And I was like, what? And, you know, when you're seven and you're in a Puerto Rican hi- household – your family's like, okay, my daughter is crazy, which is kind of why <laughs> I ended up, you know, I ended up becoming a monologuist and a, and a character actress, and a, a real good character actor is not really acting, they're channeling. So if you, yeah. if you have an actor that you just love, like a Meryl Streep, she's not acting, she's becoming. She's opened up her wow. energy to let these other energies speak through her. A, a great comedian, Rodney, I, I, you're just gifted. If any of you have seen Rodney, Rodney perform, he's not just performing, he's, he's channeling because his whole focus is to heal whatever's happening in that audience. So you'll feel it when you leave, if that's what you went there for. So with me, I, I heard the voice, I told my parents, and uh, my father was a musician, and my mom was just like, okay, Janisha, you know, look at my funny daughter, she's being funny. And um, and I just kind of put it to the side, but I kept that little voice. And any time I needed some type of guidance, I would call upon it and talk to it. So my family was like, well, she just has her imaginary friend. And um, there was this one particular time where my family, look, Latinos, we don't eat properly. We eat a lot of fried foods. We we just that's just how we were were raised. Yeah, with whatever we could afford. That's just how it is. Meat, <laughs> right. right? You know. And um, some people are not meant to eat certain things. Like, based on my blood type and where I'm at, I don't eat meat. I can't because physically, and, uh, you know, for moral reasons too, but, but physically, for me personally, I'm allergic to it, and it's not good for my body. Okay. So the voice said, you cannot eat anything that has blood in it, and you're going to get sick. Don't eat it. Now, you try telling a Puerto Rican mom at the dinner table Mom, I'm not going to eat this. Oh, you're going to eat it. <laughs> no, she did. She was like, no, te lo van a comer. And I'm like, Ma, but the voice, you know, told me that I can't eat it. And when, my, when I tell you, my mother was just like, you're just going to sit there. And she just pulled a mommy dearest on my ass. And I had to sit there and stare at a piece of steak. And I knew that if I ate that, I would get sick. So for like seven days, I just... Now, it wasn't the same. I wasn't sitting at the table for seven days, but for seven days, I anything that I was forced to eat, my my body automatically would just throw it up. Now, when you're really young like that, that's not an eating disorder. That's mm. like for that was just a godsend saying your your parents need to listen. 
So I ended up in the hospital, and um, the doctors didn't know what was going on. And finally, like they were, the, I guess the doctors told her, just, you know, give her certain things, but just listen to her. And I've always been very skinny, and my grandparents were try- always trying to fatten me up. Anyway, my point is that there's a little voice inside of you that knows everything you need to know. Like all these people that spent all their time studying and in the books, that's important because if we didn't have that, we would be bored. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to know where certain things come from. But if you look at nature, nobody told that tree how to grow. No, no. Oh. If, if you look at the uh, tooth of a whale, the tooth of a whale is ridiculous. It's so perfect. It's like this big thing with these little um, uh, like brushes so that the way that the whale eats, it catches the food in a perfect, perfect way. And it is just a tooth. So, um, <laughs> so I just trusted that little voice. And it wasn't until I hit my 20s that I started to ignore it because I was like, okay, me listening to that voice is not getting me anywhere in this life because these people are head-driven, not heart-driven. And there does need to be a balance. I'm not here to tell you that, you know, just only listen to your heart because your head is there to protect your heart. Right. Um, so so that, that's been my journey thus far. So I put that to the side, and I kept doing comedy, 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 but something was missing in my comedy because it, if it ain't real, people will not relate. And the stuff that I need to talk about, I'm more of a prolific person, is love and light. And, and what I'm about, which is what we are all becoming now and why the world is getting a little shaky. So that's kind of a little piece of my story. And Wow. Well, well, very interesting. I, I got some callers on the line already. Um, I, I know my mom is on, and she wanted to say hi. Mom, you on? Hi. Hey, y'all. You know what? You're giving birth to a preacher, sweetheart. <laughs> Yeah, I am a preacher. Ah, you you picked it up, didn't you? Oh yes. Okay, check so your sound. You're you're immediately a seer. Yeah, Renard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you said it, man. The essence of everything. Nobody wants to take anything. We want everything so easy, so dished out, and and packaged. But if you take the pain mm-hmm. of disappointment, rejection, whatever. You grow, you learn, and you find out who you are. You yeah. said it all. Right. What's your name, baby? It's, Jaleesia. It's absolutely right. That's at, let, me, let me tell you, uh, my husband and I, we, we have a long-distance marriage, and it's been a huge test for me living in California because, uh, A, a test of temptation, um, but also my heart. And, and, and I, I don't mean a test of temptation in terms of adultery. I mean a test of temptation in terms of, I will tell you everything that is going on in my life. And if something's wrong in my marriage, the whole world knows. Open and, book. And that's a disrespect. You, you know what I'm saying? My, I say that to say that one time, and I say this specifically, and I love the men, and you guys are next, but when oh. you make God your everything, your every everything, and you constantly have to shift because we're human beings, when you make God your everything, you go through the pain, you go through the other side is a blessing. And one day I was going through a lot of heartache, and I prayed, and I said, Lord, you are my father, my husband, my everything. I, I give it all to you. And for three days in a row, I received a rose on my windshield. On, on my windshield. 
Now, granted, maybe somebody put it there, but I never met the person, and the inspiration that led the person to put it there was a sign for me saying, you've trusted me. And um, and I think that you're right. We we need to. Maybe I was the parking attendant to tell you to stop parking in the red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. You go get a ticket. Take no, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but you're, you know you're absolutely right, and and you do possess the answers within. And when you need that guidance, you know don't. You don't have to go to some street corner and sit down with some reader that just wants your five dollars. Right. And, and like I said, I am not judging anybody. You know, I, there are there are people that do that type of work that really are good. Um, so, good so, so Janisha, ultimately, you're saying that the, you, you, your guidance really comes from within. Oh yeah. Wow, oh, that's yeah. a very interesting concept. And and also though, it's the ability to not only see it from within. But recognize it in others, and I've noticed that when I when I like when I look at you, I see it, and I acknowledge that within you. And there are certain people where I see them as that light, and they don't quite see themselves as, as that light yet. So, you know, our human tendency is to diminish our light to make others feel comfortable, and uh, and that's been a work in progress for me too. Because a lot of people that know me know my goofy side, they know my ditzy side. But I'm so much more than just that, and I do that usually to make myself feel comfortable now, now, I, and I others have a around question. me. I have a question. My my mom is looking looking for you know a new employment. Is that coming for her? Yes. Oh, um, Rodney, you're so sweet, baby. You're no, make me cry. You're an entrepreneur. <laughs> you're gonna you're make not... me cry. You gotta listen. <laughs> You, you're an entrepreneur, and you're meant to write something. You need to get to writing because you, you have the He told me that, didn't you, Rodney? I did tell you that. Yeah. So, so after today, you get to writing. And don't even worry about what's going to come out. It is going to come through you. Ooh, That's what that. happened to Renard, didn't it, Renard? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> how, how amazing to have all this come together because it's like Zoe just told a story about I wrote it. I didn't know what it was. It was in poor format. I gave it to somebody. She the ex-girlfriend it. fixed Everything. it for him. <laughs> How crazy is it? It's God. You, you're going to have your moments where you, you break down, and I've had them, you know, and, and, and I wrote a book called Empower, and my, my biggest thing was, well, you know, I don't speak proper English all the time when I write, and I don't, I'm not grammatically correct, and I started to get really insecure about that. But when I was praying, that's what I was told. And I, I, I always want to fight what I'm told to do versus what I Me want too. to do. Me too. Hard saying. You know, you may want to be Mariah Carey, but if you're meant to write the next Bible, then you need to sit down and get to it. And maybe through that writing, you will become the Mar- Mariah Carey for that Bible. But if you keep fighting what you're supposed yeah, you to just, naturally Wait a minute, you just got gangsta up here. You when you writing the next Bible? Well, wait a no, minute. But what do you do? What do you do with when you're on that road, Renard, and and you? What do you do when you run into that hurdle? That big one is jealousy. The haters come out. Well, the what I do, and then I'll let Renard. Renard, are you on? I am. I'm okay. Oh. Hi. Um, what what I do because I, I I used to allow that to hurt me and shut me down for a long time because I really want people. But 
who I hang around the most are children and pets. I, 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 uh, I'm a specialty school teacher. Unfortunately, because of budget cuts, they cut the program and whatever, but I feel most comfortable being who I really am with children and with animals. And obviously with relatives, because there's no, there's no need to put on a mask. Mm-hmm. So when you do, you are going to reach people who are jealous and who it, it's only because they don't yet, they don't have the communication or the certainty in God or whatever it is you believe. They don't have that and they see it in you. And so they think that because you have it, you're going to take an opportunity away from them. And that's where that whole competitive thing is, you know, I had an audition recently for a TV show. My dream is to be a sitcom personality. That's my dream. But I was called on the show to be a producer of the show. That was my role. Now, immediately, the first thing I'm thinking is, why haven't they asked me? <laughs> why isn't? And then something told me you need to get on the phone and get as many of your friends seen for this as you can. And as a result, I followed that, and my friend ended up booking the TV show, and God bless her for it. But initially, that feeling of, well, if I get my friends this job, maybe I won't have a job. No, it, it, it doesn't work that way. That job wasn't meant for me. If it was, they would have looked at me, and I'm speaking to everybody. If oh. something is meant for you, somebody will just come up to you and offer it. This radio show, Rodney just called me out the blue. And oh. I was like, okay, it just comes. There's no forcing. There's no working. There's no trying to prove it's yours because it's supposed to be. Wow. So when I was talking about for Renard though, when he said about relationships uh, and taking stuff, when you take the jealousies, you're aware of it. What does that feel like going through it? Well, uh, all uh, Janisha, let, let's love. go after that. So, what, what, what do you think? Um, well, you have to understand, we live in a society where we've all been conditioned to accept envy, right? We're always judging externally. And to me, the person that is jealous is, or the person that is, or the person that is jealous and the person that is afraid of jealousy are always worried about uh, their value outside of themselves. A lot of times people will establish a personal value coming from an external source. And I think if you take that out the picture and you write whatever it is you're doing or whatever your creative juice is or whatever it is you're trying to create, don't do it for the acknowledgement of the people outside. Do it because that's what you're supposed to be doing. And I think Mm -hmm. if you do it in an authentic space, people will acknowledge and appreciate what you're doing without you trying to solicit their attention to say, look at what I'm doing. People who are jealous are the type of people that will look at what you're doing and see a deficiency within themselves and thus find fault with you. Those are external thinkers. I think when you're creative, you have to be an internal thinker, find the center of yourself, and then allow that creative expression to flow through that. But if you never get to that point because you're worried about, well, will people like it or uh, what audience am I speaking to? See, I think when you get into that zone, you kill your own creative flow. So as long as you're creating from a space of selflessness and not selfishness, selfishness in the sense of, you know what, I'm doing this so I can get rich or I'm doing this so 
my life will change. No, your life is going to change regardless. You can't stop your life from changing because every person is a continual and perpetual work in progress. Wow. So you're going to continue to change. So don't, don't do it for acknowledgement or accomplishment. Do it for what I like to call alignment. Do it because mm-hmm. it's in alignment with who and what you are as opposed to the pursuit of who and what you would like to be. I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine this morning. We were talking comedy, and uh, I reached out to him. He's a younger younger guy in the com- comedy game. And I recently have been watching him, and his comedy never moved me. But as of late, his comedy has begun to move me. And I see that he is finally connecting to his truth. And I think that's something that's the through line of what we've been talking to, talking about today is finding your truth or finding your your uh, your thing or whatever that is. And 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 specifically in comedy, uh, I used to regard what I did as lying because you would create and fabricate stories and and you you. But ultimately, to be really good at anything, it has to be rooted in some root, some truth, or some reality. The rebirth of seeds was your truth. Um, Janisha finding her way as a seer or, or living her life as an actor is, is, is finding your truth. My mother, uh, although she's looking for a job, the first thing Janisha said was, you're, you're an entrepreneur. That's your truth. That was your truth when you were in your 20s, and it's your truth as you are uh, uh, in your uh, plus 50s. So when you look at all that, how do we find our truth? I'll pose that question to each one of y'all, starting with uh, with um, Janisha. How do we find our truth? Well, I feel like our truth is just always con- being in the present, which is a constant shifting. I mean, it's 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 why we're human beings. I mean, I I don't I don't know all the answers. I don't pretend to. I don't know why we're here, or or you know the fullest extent or the reasons. But I know that God does not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. If, if the, the, the tooth of a whale is as perfect as it is and somebody is complaining because their booty is too big, no, you are perfect as you are, sweetheart. But something happened along the line to make you forget that you knew your truth, so you reached out to the food and you built your coat. So mm-hmm. as far as the, you, you – it's going to be a constant dance. But uh, for me, uh, as far as finding your truth, it's just – taking a breath and asking what do you want me to do and following that. Wow. You know, one time I was working, this is a quick story, I was working at at Xerox in New York, and I was very depressed because I was just sitting around, you know, using company time to play on the Internet, and my boss (laughs) comes over to me. He's like, "Uh, you know, if you keep doing that, we're going to have to fire you. And I was like, you know what? I love you, man, but I quit. And I grabbed my bags, and I just walked out. And I laughed because I could not quit that job. I had no money for my rent that month. But the joy that I felt in just, and I'm not recommending anybody go out and do that unless you right. feel it in your heart. If there's, there's a difference between an insecurity and an, and an intuition, a gut. If your gut is telling you to rise and walk away, then do not doubt that. Get your butt up and walk away from whatever it is that's holding you back from what you are here to do. I see. And see. And see. Well said. Uh, Mom, what do you think? What's your truth? 
my truth is is exactly what we are saying. It it has to do with knowing and inner knowing. And I agree that you have always known yourself. Uh, and you try to fit into others' molds, what they want you to be or who they think you are through life. And then you hit a reckoning point with yourself. And then that's where I hear that, to not own self be true. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying in essence is, I'm at the best place that I've ever been in my life when I came to Christ completely. Mm-hmm. And I'm still being broken to that. Uh, so what I'm saying is I hear a rhythm. I can't name what the rhythm is, but I keep hearing it. Mm. And, and I keep being pulled to it, if it makes any sense. Are we going crazy on the phone today? Hey, you know what? Sometimes you just gotta let it happen, you know. Uh, so, so I think I think you're probably one of the most in tune cats that I've had the pleasure of 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 meeting and and you know becoming friends with. And how did you find yours? You know your your truth. You know what I mean. How how did you find your way? Because. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you kind of opened my eyes today. Like you, like, dude, I was a bad kid. I would have never guessed that. So, like, what was your transition point? I mean, of course, that moment in time when your brother got you off the roof was, you know, a turning point. But what was that point where you could say, "Wow, this my life really shifted at this time." You know, it's crazy, man. Uh, after that incident with my great grandmother, I didn't see her for another four years. I didn't see her for another four years because she was like, you can't come over anymore. <laughs> you too crazy. <laughs> you were banished from the house. <laughs> the next time I saw her, uh, I, you know, I had gotten a little older. I was in high school, and she, I had had my first job at, um, at, a, at a grocery store in the neighborhood in Pasadena. And she came into the grocery store. I didn't see her come in. She just came. I was a bag, you know, the guy who bags up your groceries, the mm-hmm. courtesy clerk. And she came into my line, and I noticed it was her, and I bagged up her stuff. And she didn't recognize it was me. And I put all of the stuff in her basket and walked it to her car and put it in her car. And I said, uh, thanks, Big Mama. And she looked at me and said, Renard! I said, yes, it's what? me. And she was like, I can't believe it. You know, <laughs> she's quick to call you a devil. You little devil. <laughs> you know, but after that, after that, I had, you know, I had changed. She recognized that I had changed. And she was like, you were so polite. I've never seen you this polite. Well, you come over to the house tonight. And I'll make you some tomato soup and crackers like you like. And I was invited back. <laughs> and uh, you know that was one of my one of my transitioning moments. But as far as finding the truth in oneself, people have to understand something about the truth. And this is one thing that people have a difficult time accepting. The truth does not need you to explain it. Mm. Truth is self-evident, the truth of yourself, the truth of your life, the truth of your understanding, the truth of other people, the truth of reality, the truth of God, the truth of love. It does not need an explanation. If you find yourself explaining it, you're moving further away from it. And truth will not bend its knee so that you can understand it where you are. If you want to understand the truth, you have to raise up to understand it. 
That's what truth is. It's beyond our ability to fully comprehend, but we know it when we're in its presence. Wow. You, you know what? The chat that. room the chat room is uh, uh, off the chain right now. I want to shout out the people in the chat room once again. Uh, yummy the lyricist. I think you find your truth when you learn to separate your ego from your being or your spiritual self. I believe yeah. you do that by finding out what you are not. What is yeah. left is your truth. Uh, well said, Yummy the Lyricist. She just broke it down. And uh, uh, this is a really great conversation today. Uh, thank you for everybody in the chat room. Uh, I see we got a lot of new new uh, people to Blog Talk that uh, tuned in, whether it be from um, Facebook or MySpace or Twitter. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this is Rodney Perry Live. On the line today is Renarzo Williams, author, poet, uh, activist, genius, <laughs> <laughs> relationship guru, expert. Uh, they call him the young black Dr. Phil. He does it so well. And also on the line is uh, Janisha. Janisha is, is a friend of mine. She's also an actress and uh, a very funny lady, but she's also gifted uh, with the ability to kind of see things and, and kind of, um, uh, for uh, for lack of a better word, a psychic on, on a lot of levels. And uh, But I wanted her to feel comfortable and at home without really pressing her to have to read people in that she really felt it. So um, she's on the line. And my mom, my mom has been sitting in on the show today. Mommy, how you doing? I'm doing good, but I want me a reading. You want me too. I want one too. I mean, I'm just black and I'm just black and I need me a reading. I think that the most amazing thing about all of the different presence that's uh, each um, being that all of us are on this line, you guys in particular, is that, you know, Ronaldo, you're right about the truth. It's funny because, like, you can't really put it into words. I don't know. I have no idea. But you're when you're there, you're there. If you look at an animal, they're just there, and it does have a lot to do with presence. You like as the animals. I see that. I do because I feel that they are um, – people don't pay attention to them, but you could learn a lot by just watching how they are. You know, and they, and they do interesting things. They're not just, you know, I have bunny I rabbits. know my dog shits on the same spot every day. And I've been trying. I take him outside, and he won't shit outside. He's like he's a human. But he's not a human because he shits on the floor. And, uh, but you, you know, but a lot of times they do That's that. That's not what you were talking about? Too. Okay, I'm sorry. But you give him attention, though, right? Yeah, he does. Every time he does that, you give him attention for it's it. Called so a if you start no, if you start ignoring that behavior, he will eventually realize that. Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, he's gonna. He, he, it's obvious that he smells his. He's got a scent right there. But the other half of it is that he needs attention. He needs your presence. It's not a coincidence that he's just happened to pick this spot. And every yeah. time he does it, you're gonna keep on talking to him. It's, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody freeze. Everybody stop. I just had one of the one of my bestest friends in the world just call in. Mr. Joey Wells is on the line. What's up, Joey? Joey Wells. Joey. Mom, how are you? I'm sitting here listening to y'all for about the last uh, thirty minutes. We crazy, uh, ain't we? Yes, you are, Mama. <laughs> crazy. It's not me. It's them. <laughs> Tell Mama. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. I just sat here. I called at the very end, just just to call at the very end. That's all. 
Well, well this, it's not the very end. Actually, we're doing 90 minutes today, Joy, so you in it. Yeah. Oh, for real? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I can't really stay that long because, you know, this, this is on my minutes. Oh, well, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Hey, change my plan, too. I can't, and you know. God, wait a minute. I got some kids at my door. So, um, hey, man, I, I enjoyed myself. Wait, hold on. Hey, little baby. <laughs> we going to disown him, Rodney. No, we can't yeah. enjoy well. Now, now, no, don't, now, don't Joey, disown me, Mom. Don't disown me. Let, let, I, I no, want to no, talk, talk about this because I think we're on the line. I have I have a message for Yummy, uh, the lyricist. Yeah. Um, uh, I see her putting together some type of park event. She needs to be out uh, during the day. Uh, I don't know if she street performs or if she's been thinking about it or if she's on a high level or a low level. It doesn't matter, but uh, I just see her. If she, if you get the opportunity to perform at an outdoor event, go. Yummy. Did and you hear that? You yummy is in the chat room right now. Yummy, 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 do uh, that. Uh, she just dropped the word on you. Just Now, do God know our nickname? Do God know who Yummy is? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, how Yummy get a reading and I couldn't get one? <laughs> it's just a, with the energy that flow. I gave you one. You need to write. And stop doubting yourself and stop worrying about stuff. You know, God or whatever the energies or the powers that be will always force you into a situation. If, if, if you're at that job that you hate and you want to go and you want to write a book and you're still at that job and you haven't left that job, eventually you're going to get fired from that job and be forced to write your book or do whatever what it is you're supposed to be doing. So, so that, that, that is your reading, Mom. You, you Stop bullshitting is what she's saying. Okay, so where's my reading? Right. Who is that, Renard? You want your reading? Okay, okay. I'm a, I'm, I'm about to mute you. Who, All right. Who is Renard? Who is Renard? That's Zoe. Renard Zoe Williams from the Fox Hole. Oh. Okay. okay. I, did, I like that. I came in at the very end, and, and Renard, I thought she was talking about um, you, Rodney. Okay. Uh, Janisha, uh, uh, read Renard. Renard. Uh, tra- travel-wise, um, I'm seeing a lot of opportunities for you to travel. Have oh. you traveled recently, or are you thinking about it? Uh, Somebody uh, keeps no. on their radio. I went to Pasadena. No, no, no. You need, to, you need to pack your stuff and take your, your book and just start, just just get out there. I don't know if you have a publicist or somebody who's plugging you besides Rodney. I'm sure, obviously, I feel like you do. But you I need do. somebody who's really got your back and is going to get you um, all over the place. Oh, so okay. that so that people could really receive your message, it's it's needed right now. It's a, a fresh new voice and a fresh new perspective. Oh. Um, well, and I just you. happened to be speaking to you. You know, you, you're 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 a voice. You're connected to your voice because you follow that which you are, and you're clear about it. So um, a lot of people during these times are going to start waking up. I go to sleep and I wake up. Um, it's it happens. Um, so if you have the ability to wake up and go to sleep but quickly wake yourself up and you created this this uh, this book or these pieces it's time for you to take it outside of your home and just uh-huh. just put it put the message out in in other places well thank That's you very much I appreciate that reading what about what about Joey Wells you got anything I, I don't, I, words? I, I, Joey you but yeah. you, you, you I see another child for Joey but that whoa uh uh-uh. <laughs> Whoa! But that's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see oh. that too though. I can see that. Yeah, 
Whoa. You know, I wouldn't mind that, though. I wouldn't mind it. My son don't want me to have another child, though, so. Uh, I don't know about he, all he, that. He's, he's a little, he's a little, he, he's selfish. He wants to be my only child, but he's 19. He got to get over it. <laughs> well, I got news for him. At 19, he is no longer a child. <laughs> I, I want to tell him that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell him that. Hey, man, this has been phenomenal. Like I say, this, this thing is phenomenal. I came in, like say, about 30, 40 minutes into it. I want to say great job. You know what's interesting about, about you know, when, when people ask for a reading or whatever, it, it really is just about being present and just being able to be very honest with what you see about somebody, you know. And I think a lot of times a lot of everybody has this ability to kind of just give, um, and it's, it is about seeing the, the, the positive truth in, mm-hmm. in a situation. That's all a reading is. Like right. it's really not a big, you know, lightning bolts coming from the sky. It's simply being able to really connect with somebody's energy, and you don't even have to see them and go, okay, when you're on this frequency, this is what I'm picking up because right. you're going toward this. Now, now let me ask you, a- we, we, we talked the other day, and you talked to me about angels and about the fact that, you know, people have angels around them at all times. Tell me about that. What What is that? Well, I, I don't I don't know for sure. But I have experienced some incredible things in terms of, of guides and, and angels. Uh, there really is only one source. But for people who, who, uh, who pass to the other side and they're not quite yet ready to take on their new being or uh, at the end of the day, energetically, we are all part of one thing. But that one thing divides into smaller little things. And the smaller little things are like, you know, from God to the angels, and then it just keeps going down the line to spirits and what have you. Mm-hmm. The thing with your angels is that um, sometimes for, for, for God, like the ultimate oneness energy to communicate to a human being is like if I'm trying to have a conversation with an ant, the ant is not going to understand or hear me. It is just going to run because my energy is too big for it to receive me. There's a little piece of it in the ant's heart, but the hugeness of it has to be somewhat uh, divided so that people yeah, can it's, it's understand scary, it. It's scary, yeah. It, 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 yeah, I mean, if God suddenly started speaking through the clouds, I think I don't think our first reaction would be, uh, hey, this is great. I think we'd be scared. So right, right. the purpose of a, an ain't, at least this is my interpretation, and to each, each individual, this is another thing, each individual is perfect in, in your own being, in your own interpretation of your own your own words is absolutely right and perfect for you. So the readings that I gave you guys today, you know, if, 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 Rinaldi, if you don't like to travel and you're like, you know what, I don't really like to travel, that's okay. Maybe you're meant to travel in your hometown. I, I only deliver the message. You interpret it the way that your heart does, and you Rinaldi. always follow your heart. Rinaldi, yeah, and if somebody messes up it's, your name. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's Renard, and it's, you can call him Zoe. <laughs> oh, I love it. Hey, Rinaldi. Um, <laughs> but wait, what was the question? Oh, angels. Uh, yeah, a- a- angels uh, can speak to you because it's it's a, a more of a contained energy that can communicate to you in a way that you can actually hear. Got you know, who who... The, the interesting is, thing is, is that when I hear thunder, I, I hear a whole lot going on. 
And Thunder, when I was in New York a few weeks ago, and the Thunder was going on for almost two hours, uh-huh. uh, and it was really – and I started – I immediately got scared, and, and I started thinking, like, okay. Actually, I started feeling, because when you think, you think is – thinking is ego. But I started feeling like, wow, maybe that is God trying to tell us something, and this is, this is how we, we hear it. That's how we hear it. Yeah, I think he tried to tell us it's raining. Yeah, <laughs> I said y'all need to get your shit together. That's what he's saying. Um, but yes, angels do exist, Rodney. Also, children. For those of you who have children and you want to teach your children things, and everybody's always you need to listen to your kids because your kids are a gift for you to learn something. For example, my mother has obsessive compulsive disorder. This woman will wash a paper plate. She is crazy about it. <laughs> but me, I'm messy. I mean, I, I clean up, you know, but growing up with her was very difficult because she was forced to have to accept my messiness. So mm. pay, if you notice uh, parents that are very, very conservative, uh, die hard, and usually they give birth to children who are eccentric in some way who are gay, who are, this, 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 everything is perfect. You give birth to, to perfection, and you need to sometimes stop worrying about teaching them so much and start listening to what they're supposed to teach you. So if I'm too perfect, my son going to be gay? <laughs> no. I need you to tell me that that's not true. <laughs> I need you to tell me that that ain't true. <laughs> Well, look, you get you 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 know. In some cases, I, I believe you choose. I mean, I I had this crazy situation when I was a little girl. I can't believe I'm gonna tell you this. But this is what happened to me. When I was a little girl, I wanted to hump on everything, including other little girls. Right. And I was in the Uh-oh. bathroom, and I start no really. And this little voice was like, "Okay, you could choose. I swear to God, you could choose to go that route, or you can just accept the body we gave you. If you really? and that was it." And I went, okay, I guess I'll just accept the body I've been given. Now that's Get not out of here. Say, yeah. So you, that's, so so connected as you are, you actually remember making that choice. Yes, but for some people, uh, it's it's you know, for every person, it's different. Mm. For every person, it's different. It was just my experience was okay. I and and you know what? And I will say to all those liberals that are like when I got that message it was very loving and peaceful and it said okay you can go that route and it was really loving Mm. or you can accept the body that we gave you now but that's obviously for me I chose whatever the path I needed to be on my cousin had been you know she was playing with uh, dolls or boy toys since she was little, and she did not. She she she's gay to this day, and has she missed the memo. With her partner, she she didn't. Oh. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't choose that path. You know, maybe she didn't feel she had the. Some people don't feel that they have the choice. Some people do. In my instance, well, let, I let me let, when let I me was, let this caller in on the line three one zero two five four. You are up. What's up? This is Stevie Mac listening in, baby boy. Stevie Mac, one of the hardest working uh, comedians, actors in town. You're currently on the on a set somewhere, right, Stevie? Yeah, I'm on a movie set, uh, Rock and Roll the Movie. We're filming over on location in North Hollywood. I've been here since 8 a.m. and they still 
my shot ain't up yet, so, you know, I'm just hanging up. Hey, just hey, hurry up hey, and wait, you know. Hey, the, the blessing is that you got a shot coming up. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I want to say this. This has been a profound show, man. You know, being a comedian, I always want to say something smart or funny, but in this instance, man, this is so beautiful that we're able to, to give, you know, to give, and, and this is what I want to give. As I was sitting here on the set, right, listening to my friend's radio show, knowing that he's going to call me on the air pretty soon, a KCAL 9 truck went by, and my head immediately went to, wow, look at that, they're working, it's a studio. I'm on a movie set, I'm on a radio show, but we ain't never satisfied with what we got. We're always looking for something else outside ourselves, and you could be in the midst of having everything. I heard the brother say earlier that your, your life, your living changes. Well, I want to just say this, your life situations change, but your quality of living should always remain the same. You should always have a great quality of living no matter where you go. You might lose a car, lose a home, get money, lose money, but your quality of living should maintain the same. I wow. agree. Well, well, well said. Well said. Well said. Hey, hey, Stevie Mac, you have anything for Janisha? You got, any, you got a question? Well, yeah, give me a reading. That's it? <laughs> I, okay. Uh, I don't feel it yet. Okay. Do you have anything specific you would like where to know? Are you? Where are you? Well, well, I got this uh, for Janisha. Well, Let me just you know say what? it. I love the, wait, 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 no. Uh, I love the joy. Uh, I love the joy in your voice. Yeah. And uh, the fact that you call about the, the – the, there are other things in store for you. And what is it that you, – you're a comedian, and you're on set right now. You're playing a character? Yes. It's a speaking role, finally, in a movie. I feel like – I feel a pain in you. And I'm not like uh, – I wish you, you were friendly. I f- Whatever it is, I don't know what level you're at. Yeah, you may be super famous. I have no idea. Um, uh, we all need healing, but I, there's a there's a there's something there's something within you that needs to be healed. And, I, and that sounds really like bleh, you know, because I think everybody's got something in them that needs to be healed. But I, I feel something around you. I don't know if somebody around you is ill or if you've been feeling down lately. But I just feel this energy of I don't know. Well, I'm the only one because you guys on the phone are also highly intuitive. I am not the only one on the line that has this gift. Every single one of you on this call does have that gift as well. So chime in if you feel something that you need now, to say. Now, now she got me sit up here looking around like, okay, what the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> no, 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 not, not even not even anything wrong. You know, I think we go through this life and and we kind of carry this baggage. You know, I think we talked about earlier as you carry your baggage from, you know, relationship to relationship. And and so it's probably what she's what she's feeling is uh, it's time for you to purge some of that that energy. You know what I mean? Right. Well, she, uh, that we carry. she could also be feeling she could also be feeling the immediacy of what I'm going through. I'm on the set all day and I haven't shot yet. While I was waiting on the radio, a guy who I work with helping him in his life situations called, and I didn't take his call because I wanted to wait and listen to the show. So all that could be the immediacy of what you're hearing too. But I want to say too, Jimmy, you said something about the the, the Earth being on a period, and I was like, damn, that would be a big tampon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, How long that's, is that that's the type of show we're doing right there. <laughs> it's going to last a long time, fellas. How long is the Earth cycle, Rodney? <laughs> oh, my God. Seven million years. 
we've been in it for quite some time now. <laughs> I want to ask who had a breakup, but I don't know oh, if that's God. appropriate. Um, who had a breakup? Did anybody Not have a breakup? Not me. I just I celebrated did. 10 years of marriage. Oh, um, so who needs um, a breakup? I think that's... <laughs> Another thing, when it comes to relationship, if you're with somebody that if something's not if something's not working, whether you're married or not, the universe will separate you. Like if if you're not seeing eye to eye, something will happen to pull you apart um, until you both get it together to be aligned again. It, it is really all about alignment and being aligned with the right thing for you. So right. anyway. Well, well, I want to I want to bring this show. Uh, I got to begin to bring this show to a close. I I think it's been a great show. I'm down to the last five minutes of it, and I want to first of all thank all my guests for today. Everybody that chimed in, everybody that called in, everybody in the chat room. Um, uh, this is Blog Talk Radio. This is Rodney Perry live. Uh, to uh, uh, Ronnie Soul seventy five. Thanks a lot, Carla Lorette. Uh. Uh, Denara Rashad, I believe, Yummy the lyricist who got uh, 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 just a, a reading just off the cuff, which was what I thought was you know very dope. Um, and you guys in the chat room are so funny. Y'all been cracking me up all day. Everybody that's the first time <laughs> listener that's not um, that's not a member of Blog Talk. I guess you, you don't necessarily have to be a member to listen to the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you want to chat, you know, you can uh, also, you can become a member. Uh, thank you to Renard Zoe Williams. Zoe, tell us where you are and where the world can find you. You guys can find me this Thursday on the Foxhole. That's Sirius Satellite Radio, XM Satellite Radio, Sirius 106. XM 149 is the channel. Uh, I go on 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, sharp live, millions of people is what we do. I'll be talking I don't know what the hell I'll be talking about. Oh, I'll be talking about my relationship hunting ground series. Uh, we're talking about uh, the pitfalls of starting a relationship online. So uh, come check me out. That's what I'll, That's where I'll be. Hey, hey, man, thank you again so much, man. You, you're, you're one of the most interesting people that I know. Uh, Janisha, any final words? Uh, just uh, thank you for listening. I don't know how often. I, I just really appreciate the opportunity to let this part of me shine. I mean, this is this is the, this is something I keep usually hidden. Um, but thank you for giving me the opportunity. And also, you can check out my stuff at Blame It on Rios Live. That's uh, Blame It on Rios R I O S Live dot com. You won't see any psychic things on there because that's just not on there, but uh, God bless you all, and always follow your intuition, is my message. All right, love it. Hey, hey, again, Janisha, thank you so much for calling in. Mom, any words before we get out of here? I just love this. This has been so good. That's all I can say. It was just good. Yeah. Um, uh, Thank you. Thank you for calling in. And and thank you for all of you guys that 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 either called or or logged into the chat. I think today was a great show, and I wanted to take some time out today to really kind of um, create an atmosphere where people felt real free and and we could kind of talk and have this conversation. Zoe is a is an amazing hu- human being. Janisha is an amazing human being. My mom is an amazing human being. Uh, Joy Wells is an amazing human being, and I've been blessed to be around some amazing people. 
we are constantly evolving, constantly changing, constantly uh, growing. Uh, I'm reminded of a, a word that I felt the other day, and I put it on my Facebook, and it says simply that God doesn't yell, so sometimes we have to be still and listen. So be still and listen. Listen to the words that uh, as Chris Tuggle said, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. And um, be in tune with who you are. Uh, you hear people talk about the recession and what this recession is. But this recession is giving a lot of us an opportunity to work on our goals. It's, it's giving us that chance to do that thing that you are supposed to do. Yes, you had a job. Yes, you were working hard. But now you get an opportunity to work for yourself. Janisha told my mom, hey, you're an entrepreneur. My mom said, where's my reading? That's it. <laughs> Start doing what you were meant to do. You did it before. It's time to do it now. Renardo Williams imparted so much great wisdom in terms of relationship on us today. Kicked game to us on a whole nother level, spiritually, mentally. And and then my boy J-Dub, he called in and was just silly. I think that's what it's all about in the grand scheme of things. It's really finding the people that you link into and letting them help you live this life. My name is Rodney Perry. This is Rodney Perry Live. We're doing this so big right here. If you're going to listen to the archive, you're welcome to do that. And um, I'm going to pull everybody on the line that wants to be on the line. And if you guys want to, we can continue this conversation off the air. And um, But in the next uh, six seconds, the show uh, will be going offline. But if you're archiving the show, you'll be able to hear a little more like a little after the show segment. So um, please, please feel free to uh, continue to support this show. Um, and I got a special announcement. Upcoming guest, I'm talking to Chucky Booker next week. I don't know if y'all remember Chucky Booker, but Chucky Booker was a, a, a great uh, dude. And I'm talking to Chucky Booker next week. And the week after that, my girl, Monique, will be on Rodney Perry Live. That's right. Uh, queen of comedy herself, Monique, will be right here on Rodney Perry Live. We're doing it so big. Y'all stay with me because it's my prerogative, and I do what I want to do. I know that. Rodney? Yeah, it's Rodney Perry. Hey, y'all, hey, great show. Thank you all for uh, for calling in. Zoe is still here. I think my mom just hung up. Um, uh, the, the show is not no longer streaming, but for the people that will pull this up on their iTunes or via the Internet, they'll be able to hear us, like, right now. You know, oh, hi, so everybody. I just I wanted to thank to you guys for, for tuning in. 702, you're still online, too. I, I, know, I didn't know if you wanted to talk or not, but I just opened up your phone. Hello? <laughs> okay, you don't have to say that. Okay, you ain't, you ain't got to say Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people don't want to talk. They just want to listen. So that's okay. That's why I opened up I the forgot line. To, I forgot if to mention If they wanted that. to, they could. So we're, we're on here now. Uh, Janisha's on. Zoa's on. And uh, Stevie Max. Stevie Max, you're on. You know what? I thought about something after listening to everything that you guys were saying. Something that hit me about my financial situation not being so right. And that is probably the pain that she's experiencing right there. Yeah. 
I'm unemployed. I filed for unemployment again and sent me through the ringer, and money's tight, but I'm happy still. Well, well, that's wonderful. And because I hear that joy in your voice, and you remind me of that time when I quit that job. I had no, I had no, I was like, why did I just do that? But I felt a lot of joy. You know what I'm saying? You're a joyful person, so something is perfect. You, you, yeah. you. Have you turned this into into material? Obviously, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen your stuff, but yeah, I do a radio really show four it. nights a week. I do a show Monday through Thursday, twelve midnight, right here on Blog Talk Radio. And every show, I'm talking about what I'm going through, how I'm dealing with it, even my interview process, everything uh, on the job interviews. I go on all of it. I use it as material. Okay. How are they? How are they publicizing these blog talk shows? Because this could be, this really is. This, is this a membership thing, like where some people maybe could log on and purchase it's, it's, direct It's a couple of different ways to patronize blog talk. First of all, you people can listen to us via the phone, like like we're all on this line now. People can listen via phone line, or you can listen on the internet. And it's kind of like MySpace or Facebook, where. In order, like people can listen to this show on the internet without being a member of Blog Talk, but they can't chat unless they set up like a page. Okay. So it's like a Facebook page, you know. So I, I think this medium is a real hot medium, and uh, and it's it's a great place for somebody who has aspirations to be on radio to do their own show and to get kind of a pilot done. Wow. Well, not only that, if you guys have products. This is this is this is a great way to sell it, so that you know if 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 money is a thing, which it is in some way for everybody. I, I've been doing some spiritual questioning about money and what it really means, and uh, I got the message that it says money is supposed to marry. And um, I know that sounds crazy, but I started to look at the way. You know, we got time, so we're not I, I need I need to stop you right there. You know what? I, and, and so, have you ever read the the, the book, uh, the richest man in Babylon? Oh, I love yeah. that book. I have yeah. the, rich, the richest man in Babylon that. speaks, and it, it speaks about abundance and and how this this one guy in Babylon was the richest dude, and he developed these principles to create wealth. And one of those principles are the fact that your money needs to marry. And and have children, so you you know like say for instance the principle is that like say for instance uh, if if I have uh, x amount of dollars I have to pay myself first. That's right. You know now that that might be it recommends that you do like ten percent. You know no matter what ten percent no matter what and in this book he did he did ten percent for like a year and at the end of that year. He reinvested that money, and that money got married. As he took that money out and then invested it, and then that money essentially married more money. And then, if you do it right, then that money will have children and spawn more money, which that ultimately so I was on the right path. creates wealth. Because I would so say that's, that's what made me thing. think about when you said that. Yeah, no, it's true. Because I, I, I've been, because I, I go, I look at, I look at, you know, I, I've been forced in certain situations where I have very wealthy friends, and some of them are assholes. I'm like, I, I tell them to their face, and I'm going, how the hell did this person get blessed with such financial 
stuff. I, I, I want to know, what am I, do, what am I not doing? And the message was they just know how to divide their money in a way that multiplies for them, and you do not. Right. Because you weren't raised that way. And it's yeah, true. Well, my, my, most of us don't, don't know money until it's, uh, it's too late. Till it's gone. <laughs> no, now, now, Alicia, my wife is on the line. I told her because we we had a conversation the other day. She's on the line, I, and, and uh, I told her what you said about the baby. Okay. <laughs> I feel a very gentle soul, and I want to say it's a girl, but I get the very strong message that you're. I can't tell you, and in not being oh. able to tell you, they won't show me. You know. Ah. You hear so I, I said a boy, I would say a boy, a very shy, sweet boy, or, um, well, how how far along is she? I'm five and a half months. You're five. But you also know, sweetheart, you're, you you know, what do you, what do you want? I know, it's a Did boy. Did he also tell you that you guys are going to have another one? Huh? It's a boy. She knows. <laughs> I have hey, another hey. one what? You heard her. <laughs> <laughs> Always, of course, if you choose to. But what I see is that you're gonna have you're gonna have more because be the, keys, cause I don't see no more coming out of this body. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been you've been blessed. Um, you know, you and Rodney have a very special special thing, and uh, that's that's a God thing. Like, you know, I. The, the fact that you keep getting blessed with this opportunity is a very big deal. And so I, I see another one, but, again, that is totally up to you because you have that energy within your body to decipher. She said the other day it might be up to ten. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> Look at her. She's like, what? <laughs> up to yeah. twelve more. <laughs> What's your name? Oh, damn Oh, oh, that's Angela. I'm sorry, Janisha, that's Angela. That's my wife, Angela. Oh, Angela, as an uh, angel, see? There's uh, no accident. You, um, you're highly intuitive, and you're very blessed by your angels, literally. And that's why that name just, that's why you and you were given that name. And maybe somebody in your family also has it as well, but the reason why you, that you've been given that name is because it's almost like you are, you are a walking angel. I know it's Angela, but, you know? So, uh... Rodney yeah. P. Yeah. Zo Diggity, I gotta sign out, man. I got another hey. meeting to take. But brother, hey, so I thank, appreciate thank you so much for calling in, man. And you're you're an awesome guest as always. And uh, the archives love you. And uh, I'm I'm about to sign off as well. Uh, again, thank you, Stevie. No, Mike. I want to talk to Angela. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll, you know I'll reach out to you, Rod. All right, absolutely. You you can call us at home. I'm, I'm gonna call you back from the home number. Okay, that's better. You guys, you guys. Okay. Uh, again, everybody who's tuning in, thank you so much. This is Rodney Perry live. A little bit after the show, we, we sat around, we chopped it up a little more, and uh, it's been it's been a special day. So hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show, and we'll continue to do it on such a great level. Remember, Chucky Booker next week, and the week after that, y'all. Monique. Gonna... Monique, y'all. Well, this 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 blog talk radio about to blow up. Yeah, it's blowing up. Yeah, Stevie Mac. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. I'll see you in a a minute.